Hey, what's up? You are listening to Bonefish. It's a podcast about animal collective, indie rock, psychedelic music, and uh, this is Christian. Hi, I'm Justin. And this evening, <laughs> we're doing campfire songs. Special campfire episode for the campfire songs. Campfire pods. <laughs> Coming at you out of studio. We are not on a porch in Baltimore in November. We are on a porch in Pasadena in July. Yeah, Pasadena, California. That's to, right. To clarify, there is a Pasadena, Texas. And uh, it's summer. We you hear the the drone of the two ten? Is that the two ten? That's the two ten, right where it meets the one thirty four. For all our freeway heads out there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we thought we'd do a special summer, summery episode for the Campfire Songs album, which also turned 20 this year, or turning 20 uh, later this year-ish? I mean, what's the... Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, came out in 2003. But it was recorded in 2001. Recorded in 2001. I feel like there's no rules with this album, like... Yeah. It's kind of... It's the one-take wonder. Yeah, it's the, it, it kind of just came out of nowhere in between, or like in the middle of their quote-unquote, I guess, New York noise era. And it wasn't even like an Animal Collective album. It was just Campfire Songs was the band in the album, right? Yeah, Campfire Songs by Campfire Songs. And uh, Dave mentioned it a little bit when we talked to him. He said he was... Which, it's weird to put this in the same era as kind of like Spirit... But it was recorded at least the year Spirit came out, right? Uh, I think Spirit was 2000, right? Campfire, well, Campfire was recorded oh, okay. I, I, the next year. Right, okay. But yeah, very close. Like, I always, yeah, I mean, this one always seemed like, yeah, just kind of out of place. But, I mean, like a lot of their albums are pretty random. But for this era, I think of the band, it was, I think if you were following the band in real time as they were coming up this definitely was like a bit of a left turn yeah totally um, i mean i know this is sort of known as kind of like a pre-sung tongs like even dave mentioned in our interview with him he said like sort of the seeds of sung tongs kind of planted around this campfire songs era and yeah i would really love to know like what kind of inspired them to go for this acoustic only I mean there's a panda bear interview where he's like you know we'd been wanting to do something for a while that was like warm and inviting like a campfire which you know yeah is, is, is pretty yeah pretty off pace from the experimental noise of, of arc and, and stuff that came pretty shortly after um, yeah I think they I think they were trying to record it for a while um, there was a like a precursor to it the song um, I think it's a cover of the song Bleak Midwinter. Have you ever heard that? I think Geologist played it on his radio show. Uh, yeah, I heard. I, I listened to it. I found it on YouTube. It's beautiful. It's really good. It's and so that 
I also read that I mean, is a little more straightforward than like kind of the lo-fi yeah field recordings of campfire songs but yeah also the wiki page says that there was a like aborted campfire songs recording that happened in 99 yeah I think two that years bleak, before I think that bleak midwinter cover was part of it maybe hmm I'm glad they stuck with it. I'm glad even though they failed in 99, they tried again two years later. You know, that's a lesson in sticking with your projects, sticking with your ideas. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they said they, they, they rehearsed it for, like, a month straight. They performed that show at the Tonic in New York as Campfire Songs. Yeah, and I wish there was a recording of that show. That'd be incredible. Campfire Songs Live. There's some scattered. I mean, I tracks. guess Campfire Songs is live, but would have been cool to hear it, yeah, in a venue sort of setting. There's some scattered Campfire Songs songs on that Animal Crackbox they released. Oh right, okay. Do you consider this? Well, I guess it's technically what Deacon, Avi, and Panabear, right? And Geologist did the MIDI recording and and. But I kind of count it as all four because I feel like yeah. I feel like the the field recordings on the album they got to be Geo right that's got to be him yeah. doing that and I feel like that that's kind of that counts as like a full group effort I'm yeah. counting it as a full group effort yeah I mean there's a lot said about like this is the only Panda Bear Av and Deacon you know this is the unique in that it's that just that lineup and I guess yeah if you take like a strict Okay, they're the ones playing the instruments, but Animal Collective is all about, about the sound and all about, yeah. you know, he, uh, from what I've read, you know, he was, yeah, very involved in, like, the mic, the mic setup and placement and, like yeah. you said, the field recordings and, and all that stuff. I mean, I think he did that. I'm not sure. I, I don't, I haven't really checked to confirm that, that he himself was responsible for the field recordings, but I'm guessing if he mic'd them while they're playing, he also mic'd like the outside and all that stuff and was responsible for the ambient sounds yeah I mean but, there's also like there's also some of like the field recording soundscapes that feel yeah, I mean I'm sure they were maybe triggered like live by Geo and the thing but like I don't know like on Moo Ra Ra Rain it's like raining there's no way it like actually started raining just when they happened to do that song or at least it sounds like right it. like he he seemed like like he's collecting field recordings. Yeah, he's really into. So maybe that. he just triggered those live, like while they were playing. Maybe. Or maybe there's just, like thunderstorm hits later too that feel sort of intentional. Yeah, maybe um, it was just post production too. It was put in, but I mean, um, Prospect Hummer is technically Deacon, Panda, and Avi as well, except for that one track, which is that Geo song, that ambient kind oh, of. Oh yeah, and then Vashti. Vashti Bunyan, of course. Yeah, yeah, the, the Vashti Bunyan EP. That that one track's all geologists, but anyway. Um, yeah. All that to say, it makes sense to retroactively sort of categorize it as an Animal Collective album. Yeah. Although I saw also, it's on the Wikipedia, they have like different names for this. Did you see that? I don't know. Maybe that was also like a, at the time, since it was they were Campfire Songs band, maybe they were like, oh, let's have like separate monikers for this, but... It's all, all I'm getting this from is the Wikipedia page, but if you scroll down, it says like personnel, AV Tear as Dune, <laughs> Panda Bear as Sia, and then Deacon as Sweet James. Wow. <laughs> who residents of Southern California will recognize as the attorney that's on all the billboards for like 
car accidents. Sweet James. <laughs> Deacon's a catastrophic injury attorney. Um, so th- this album, was it reissued in 03 or did it actually just come out in 03? Like it, it didn't come out in 01 at all, right? Not to my knowledge, like, unless the unless first release was '03, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. unless they they did some sort of private, you know, like CD only thing that that could have been circulated. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I think, which yeah, I wonder what why it took two years or or how it sort of maybe it's like you know by 2000, Spirit was out. We well, um, had a label actually, so yeah. I don't know. It's a great album. I I mean like probably like one of my i'd put it in the top 10 of like anko universe releases maybe yeah. in, in had you my spent top a, 10 had you spent a lot of time with it before preparing for this episode i i hadn't really i mean i definitely heard it in the past but yeah i love it man i, I i've listened to it a lot not so much recently but yeah would you would you think listening to it yeah i mean it's great it does feel like maybe more of like an artifact than yeah sort of like a proper studio recording which obviously it's not that yeah it's it, it's it, it feels like something that like was excavated or dug up after years and years and years you know <laughs> yeah yeah like when i'm listening to it i find myself like writing the volume knob a little bit cuz like you know the beginning of some songs you're like well, i can't hear it louder and then later they're like strumming more intently and you're like oh shit like turn, turn it down a little bit like the yeah, voices it's definitely lo-fi yeah the vocals are really low yeah which i know that was kind of their thing was they were really hesitant about mixing their vocals louder until really like merriweather um yeah um but i like how it's all kind of um, well they're pretty loud and like str- it even feels compared to this their vocals are a lot more legible than this that's kind of the one thing i wish like if they were to it'd be cool if if they revisited this record in some way either like yeah a live performance or some kind of remastered version because yeah i'm not i mean i'm not a huge lyrics guy either but after listening to this album a bunch and then reading some of the lyrics there's some good ones there's some great ones and i'm like man really good yeah i I feel like Um, i'm and you catch you you know you catch some here and there while you're while you're listening but Desoto de Sun has some great lyrics. Yeah, man. Probably, um, Smell the bodies of our elders and wake up to the Milky Way at breakfast. Yeah, I wrote down the Milky Way line too. <laughs> I Which, love that one. Yeah, it's just, I feel like that just speaks to like the ancientness of nature and I always like those lines. Yeah, I love that line too, waking up to the Milky Way because that song Desoto de Sun sort of feels like kind of like a sun like a warm sunrise maybe after like a dark night of camping that's kind of how I feel like the the album is structured like because yeah. the tracks before that it seems like it kind of gets heavy it feels like it could be nighttime kind of disorientating you know yeah and then you start hearing like birds chirping when DeSoto comes on. Yeah. Well, maybe we should go in order instead of starting with the last, tra- <laughs> the last track. <laughs> Could like go through. Um, yeah. Whatever. Since um, it's, but, but yeah, no, I totally, I totally feel you on that. And it does have the like, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the most sort of immediately catchy song. Definitely sort of the brightest. So it, it, it totally has that. Uh, those kind of sunrise vibes. But yeah, let me let's let's fire fire's getting a little low. Let me let me toss another log, log on. on. 
It's, it's burning fast. Throw a couple logs on. And we're back. So yeah, uh, campfire songs. If you haven't spent a lot of time with it, it's worth your time. Um, the music is exactly in the title. They're trying to conjure just the feeling of staring into an endless flame. Yeah. And I think they did it. They did. And and how patterns never really emerge. How like. There's so many different kinds of flames, you know? It, Damn. It's truly psychedelic, man. <laughs> anyway. I, uh, before we get into, like, going track by track, I did want to shout out a YouTube recording of uh, their set at Other Music. You listen to that? Oh, is that Sung Tong's era? Well, it is, yeah. So it's, it's Sung Tong's yeah, era, but... I love that one. I feel like it's sort of spiritually akin to campfire songs For sure. because it's so, sort of like it's a live performance they basically do it kind of straight through yeah and that, it's and it's purely acoustic slash environmental like instead of in the maryland countryside they're like you know you hear like new york street sounds outside kind of like while they're playing they do this song called a happy singing band i love that which bird. is yeah. so good yeah <laughs> we're a happy singing It's like, man, just to have seen one of those shows would have just been unreal. Yeah, I, I, I've spent time with that set. Yeah, I usually I'll listen to it in the summertime. Um, I mean, I feel like summertime is always animal collective time, but yeah. especially their acoustic stuff. Uh, especially, yeah. Um, but yeah, that other music show. Definitely check that out if you love Sung Tongs. It's also just uh, AV Panda YouTube. and Deacon, right? So it sort of also has campfire songs. Yeah, yeah, uh, Deacon joined there. them. Um, yeah, they do Baby Day. Did you ever hear that one? I think so. I listened to all of it through yeah. earlier this week, yeah. Um, they do, I think, not one, but two Nirvana covers on a plane and... and um, What's the other one? I'm pretty sure they do two Nirvana covers. Nice. Or at least during that era, they did two. That's tight. And then, yeah, some like kind of other like untitled segue right. songs that are really Yeah, cool. even the warm-up song. They have one, the first thing's just warm-up song, and they're just doing kind of like free vocalization, strumming, and mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would love to know again, just like what what records Dave and Noah were listening to at the time, or what sort of what drew them to this kind of palette. It's very interesting. Maybe next time um, we chat with one of them. I have some I, I have some theories. Oh yeah. Well, I think they were definitely, or at least Dave, or I, I feel like they were into like Vashti Bunyan. Okay. Like I think they like maybe discovered that record and. I want to say they, at least Dave maybe, was was definitely into, um, like, the Beach Boys Smile, Smiley Smile. Yeah, okay. Have you ever listened to that? Yeah, it's, yeah, Vegetables and all that. It's I'm going to eat that, yeah, my vegetables. Not man. the Smile one that was unreleased <laughs> for a long time. Oh, okay. But, uh... It's even weirder than that. It's the it's the version that became Smile that was released at the time in 1967, and it's like kind of a half-assed, mostly kind of acoustic um, album. Okay. It's kind of actually very similar to Sung Tongs. Like for me, that's like the weirdest Beach Boys album. Okay, Smiley Smile. Um, they sound all like really fucking stoned on it. Cool. I don't see how Dave was not Dave or Noah were not listening to that shit yeah. this time, but that's just my guess. I don't know. Obviously, they've gotten a lot of the Beach Boy comparisons, and yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, maybe they just wanted to. It was just a kind of a response to being in a city. Totally, yeah. I feel like too. I like the Beach Boys shout because you can hear, even on some of like Panda's singing on like doggy kind of like descending little melodic lines he does very Dude, the, Beach some, of the, some of the best panda bear singing ever so he kind of just starts singing on this right like it's sort of this is kind of the first in the uh, track first one time we hear his voice in like an animal collective setting i mean he's in one but i feel like doggy you kind of hear him singing sort of alone or, you yeah, know, it's hard hard well, to decipher at times, but it's hard to tell who's who when they're just kind of vocal harmonizing, especially in like Queen of My Pictures, when they're kind of just feeling each other out. Um, like, yeah. I don't know who's who. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's get into Queen. I mean, let's start with the first track. It's yeah, very sort of. I mean, I kind of imagine it as like the the campfire is starting. You know, it's yeah, it's getting the kindling going getting warm sort of like a kind of sound bath vibes with just the sort of acoustic wall of strumming and then yeah the build-up is is really good the way they're able to like build tension with just their voices and acoustic guitars yeah is so cool it's cool too because it's it's like the like pure acoustic pure liveness of it i feel like makes when you when you're thinking about that while you're listening, it's even more impressive because it's almost like they're kind of mimicking like electronic uh, effects, like you know, simple electronic rep- effects like delays and stuff. But just the way they're like playing guitar off each other, it feels like more than just acoustic instruments live. Like it yeah. feels sort of more layered and stuff. Definitely, definitely. Um, um, yeah, like even when they're playing in the most organic sense, they're still kind of operating like on a grid or like. As if they're like operating samplers, and um, well, I guess I mean I guess we should say yeah, this was all done in one take. This album was one take wonder. One take. What is it? Forty minutes long, or something like that. Yeah. I think it's around forty minutes. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like the lyrics are like least decipherable on Queen in my pictures. Like, yeah, I, I have can't no really idea what <laughs> tell what um, they're saying. But yeah, but the uh, the transition to Doggy is is really cool. I'll just read this uh, quote from Noah, and this is just right off the wiki. But he said we had a. We had the idea of doing something really warm and inviting sounding for a while, like three or four years at least. We wanted it to sound like a campfire feels, and I think that also made us think of campfire songs that you sing with a bunch of people and everybody gets connected and feels good and safe. It really wasn't spontaneous or improvised. We worked for a month or so to get it just right, like the transition between songs. I still think Queen of My Pictures in the Doggy is one of the best things we've done together. Noted he says this in 2005, so he probably, you know, who knows what he thinks now, but I was really excited about my singing on Campfire Songs, I guess because I felt like I was doing things that were difficult for me to do. So it's cool picturing him, like, doing this record as, like, kind of challenging himself with this singing as something maybe he didn't know he could do this well. Yeah. And sort of rising to meet the I occasion, mean, because that's the other thing, like, with this live record, like, to sound as good as they do vocally, it's tough to do <laughs> like it's I don't know you know I mean obviously I mean, it's, it's yeah, not that, super polished it's rough around the edges but it's I like mean, that's why it's like one of my you can tell the rehearsals really really paid off I mean it's it's definitely like a a very worked through performance yeah I mean most people would think like they're just kind of doing whatever you know just mm -hmm. kind of noodling but they're not it's it's learned it's practiced super it's, intentional yeah the the transition from track one to two, Doggy, is great. Some of their like best transitions still, I think, maybe in terms of like what's been recorded, you know? Totally. Like recorded albums. It's one of their best. I mean, I think it's like one of their best. Yeah. Also just impressive, again, that they're able to nail those transitions without like, you know, a drummer clicking his sticks together. Like they're all just, you know, they're playing like very trebly acoustic instruments and, you know. Yeah, that, cool. I mean, yeah, that is really cool. They just kind of develop their own musical language and way to trust each other and very symbiotic. Yeah. And Doggy, yeah. Yeah, Dog I mean, he's def Noah's definitely singing in Queen, but I feel, at least I, when I listen to Doggy, that's when I'm like, oh, he that, that's a Noah voice right there, alone. Yeah, Dave's singing the verses and then Noah's right. doing the the kind of background vocals yeah they're so good man we spiritual sister to Derek perhaps you know the oh yeah tribute to fallen fallen canine companions yeah I feel like that's a that's a good uh maybe that's a, a Spotify playlist we work on is like songs in tribute to your pet <laughs> that's, has that been made yet songs in tribute to what to your pet oh yeah deceased or otherwise <laughs> yeah that'd be a good playlist but yeah this for some reason when I was listening to this song, it, I wrote down the words "house show," like it sort of felt like that kind of intimate vibe of like it's soft, it's fuzzy around the edges. It feels like you're like in the room with them, and then again, there's just those like live dynamics where it's like it's not super compressed or anything. It's not like the levels have been treated to like make it a more even listening experience. Like it's pretty, it's pretty raw. Yeah. And then yeah, that that those pandavokes, the descending harmony, is so pretty. Doggy's also one they've brought into to future live sets, right? They've kind of made they've like readapted that. I think just during Merryweather, I think it was 
doggy into Haylight. Okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, actually, I think... Gotta check that out. I think the beginning of, like, the Merriweather era, the first show, right before they started playing, I think Dave goes, like, this one's for Josh, and they go into Doggy. Nice. Josh Dib. A.K.A. Deacon. The Deeks. Because he wasn't... He sat out that era. Yeah. So it was kind of like a... Yeah. We're thinking about you, buddy. Man, uh, yeah. I feel like that's a whole episode right there is Deacons sitting out Merriweather. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. curious about that. We're going we're gonna to save that for yeah. Yeah, another time. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, Doggy, great fucking song. Absolutely. Um, Got some helicopter action approaching. Two Corvettes. Two Corvettes and one helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're, so Justin and I are both mic'd up, and then we have the campfire also mic'd up, so we're periodically just checking that it's not melting (laughs) during recording. But yeah, Two Corvettes is cool. I feel like nature really kind of plays comes to the fore on this track probably just because it like starts quieter there's like that you know kind of softly picked acoustic guitars but you can really hear those crickets coming through sounds really beautiful to hear those mixed and then yeah we have the sort of midway through the free time kind of violent strums yeah that give it a cool mood shift the Corvettes crash, I guess, in that section. Oh, is that what they did there? Well, so so that's the thing. I never would have thought that unless I had looked up the lyrics. Like, I... The Corvettes crash? I mean, it's one interpretation, I guess. It, I mean, it definitely gives... It makes oh, it a I pretty wasn't sure if that was the lyric Conceptual also. song. Okay. I think there is a... I think part of the lyrics imply collision. Wow. Like, I think the two Corvettes... Yeah. It's dark. I think those violent sort of free time strums that come in are like the crash. Maybe. <laughs> it's getting darker and darker. I can't even really see you anymore even though you're <laughs> six feet away from me. Yeah, I feel like this one's like serves a purpose. Some good... What do you mean serves a purpose? Like it's not like a song song like Doggy or DeSoto, you know? It's okay. kind of like... I wouldn't say an interlude, but yeah, things are happening, things are changing, you know. Yeah, things are crashing. It's a little more abstract, yeah. Yeah, so maybe like a low light on the record for you. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Moo-Ra. Moo-Ra-Ra-Rain. Moo-Ra-Rain. The pants in the beginning. It reminded me of Midsommar. I just watched that for the first time. Ooh, for the first time. Yeah, you know the little, like, like inhale they do <laughs> periodically? Yeah. What'd you think? Bro, it was incredible. It's so good, right? You know what shocked me? It was Anna. My wife loved it. She's not, like, a horror person at all. But she was, like... My spouse hated it. She was enchanted by it, did she? Yeah. <laughs> Kristen. Yeah. There's some, there's some Midsommar ties with... Uh, Campfire songs, I mean, very natural settings. Yeah, it's got, like, (laughs) culty vibes. Like, I mean, (laughs) 
I mean, <clears throat> this music sounds like what being in a trance might be like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're, you're sitting with the medicine man by the fire. Yeah, and... you know, maybe maybe you feel like breaking into a house and killing everybody who lives inside and <laughs> scrawling some words wow. on the wall in blood, you know? Okay, Just shit. kidding, guys. <laughs> yeah. I love the guitar sounds in this song. I'm wondering how they're achieving that. Is it like... Sort of sounds like maybe like a resonator guitar. Oh yeah, like, like ding, ding, ding. it's like oh the like the the like kind of the high pitch. Isn't that an auto harp? No, I don't know. I mean, it feels it's definitely like a strummed instrument, but it's like going through almost like a really slow like wah kind of. It's very metallic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder what that is. I, I want to say auto harp, but I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm failing as the yeah. cool sounds instrument head. Cool sweet sounds. sounds. I feel like it's a great point in the album too to introduce kind of like this new texture. With yeah, definitely sort of like a resonator esque feeling. You know, resonator. It's like those old fully metal guitars that like yeah have a particular like Bonnie Vare played a couple of those on like yeah. for Emma I think. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it's a cool guitar. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they did that. It's magic, man. It's just magic. And then, yeah, the Soto to Sun. I feel like we're blazing through these songs, but it's like, I don't know. It's You just kind of have to experience this album. It's hard to, it's it's hard okay, to talk yeah. too much about yeah. um, in depth. <laughs> but uh, Well, this is a big one, I feel like. The Soto's the banger, right? I mean, that's... I can't believe they haven't brought this one back. I know, man. I mean, imagine them dropping this in a live set. Oh, dude. Like... Heads would roll. (laughs) You know? People would pass out. (laughs) What a beautiful song. The, like... It's almost like... I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to say this, but... There's almost, like, kind of Sufjan vibes... Yeah, it's like... Well, you didn't like that. <laughs> no, like, uh, I know what you're getting at, and I'm trying to find the right words for this song and just kind of this album in general. It's. I know, I feel like I'm like sort of grasping, vi- too. I mean, I say Sufjan because it's like, it's maybe just, it's it's like wanna, happier. It doesn't super sound, like his melodies are more like complex. That's, and That's interesting that this song sounds happy to you. To me, I don't know if that's the first word... That's yeah. always come to mind. No. It's not it's it's not happy, it's not dark. I don't know. It's like it's like persevering or something or like um yeah. monastic or something. Like uh There's like or there's hope, let's say that. Saying it's happy is definitely painting with too broad a brush, but there's some sort of Yeah it, it hopefulness just, or Yeah. Yeah, I mean But it, definitely definitely tinged with pathos I mean it's yeah I mean uh, not a quote unquote happy happy song yeah not at all but I don't know not that yeah not that you would call Sufjan's music quote unquote happy either it definitely has that mix of bittersweetness not that I mean I'll stop saying that I think comparisons don't go very far no I mean I think the similarity is like um like a certain like sense of calm almost in like this yeah. song and his music, uh, like, like I said before, like monastic, like you know, kind of very spiritual almost. Um, I mean, I just picture like 
Yeah, like being being in nature, having nothing, and and that being enough. You know, like mm. and this is how it's always been. This is how it will always be. A sort of like feeling of like a utopia. Hmm. I don't know. The, this this song like. Yeah, it's always giving me kind of like a crazy feeling. I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, start off with that like, you know, the arpeggiated kind of like picking. And then when those second guitars come in like one minute in, it's it's like breathtakingly beautiful. It's so pretty. Yeah, when they start singing together, um, mm-hmm. I mean, they sound... Yeah, they sound like they're like in a trance or like angels or like I don't know yeah maybe they're yeah I don't know um but something very very divorced from like modern society yeah is is the vibe I get yeah something ancient got a cool structure with it's sort of bookended by the first part I guess there's that middle section around five minutes sort of like a mood shift hear the title in the lyrics he says and then there's like some thunderstorm that I'm again I'm assuming is sort of piped in live yeah uh, um I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a lyric that has always stuck out to me it goes color people say oh no cause they think it's contagious marshmallow people say oh yeah cause they think it's a masterpiece and I've always really liked that that line. Yeah. It just I feel like it really sums up a lot about like perspective, two different types of people looking at one thing and coming away with different takeaways or Yeah. It's um, so pretty when they sing that. Yeah. It's a uh, it's color people. I thought I always thought it was uh, like other people or something. But but there's official lyrics for this, right? It's there's oh, like they, didn't they release lyrics? Yeah, I think it's one of the only official lyric releases. I just googled it. Let's see. Okay. Um, let's I mean, I'll take your word for it. But oh. yeah, I love those lines as well. Yeah, one of my probably one of my favorite Animal Collective lyrics, and they have some great ones. Um, yeah, I mean, the, just the delivery there, of those lines too really hits you. It's probably the cl- I mean, it's probably the closest to a chorus this record has. Are those lines? I would I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is also from Genius. Who knows how valid this is? But this was sort of a note at the bottom of Desoto de Sun. It says a. Uh, Hernando de Soto was a Spanish explorer who led the first Spanish expedition deeper into the North American mainland, being the first explorer to cross the Mississippi. This song is about a Native American perspective on the expedition into their homeland. Yeah, I could totally see that. The veracity of that, who can say, but I mean, it definitely resonates with some of the themes you were talking on, you know, to two sort of cultures, two, two different perspectives kind of meeting and the, the friction there and the differences, I guess. Yeah, like, you know, European conquest, Western conquest, um, obviously indigenous peoples comes to mind. Um, bringing new disease, 
violence, all that shit. Um, it kind of uh, this 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 also reminds me. I mean, the whole album. Do you ever see um, the movie Apocalypto, Mel Gibson's movie? I haven't, but I know it's like the Inca. Isn't it about the Incans? Or? I, th- I think so. Yeah, one of yeah, the indigenous. One, one, one of those. Maybe the Mayans. One of those tribes. Um, yeah. And I think the very end of that movie, the white man shows up. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, but that that movie's just <laughs> wild, man. That, like, I could, I could definitely, um, like, hear their music being mixed with 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 that like i think it'd be a good soundtrack you know um, nice yeah no i've never seen it like some somebody should get really high maybe it'll be us <laughs> and instead of you know sinking dark side of the moon to to wizard of oz we're gonna we're gonna fucking sing campfire songs to apocalypto or wow. like arc Deniers, to apocalypto you're such a mel gibson head I'm not even. I just always like that movie. I'm just messing with it. I, got, I mean, yeah, uh, I got to check it out. I'll add it to my summer watch list. Yeah, it's... I want to rewatch it, too. It's been a long time. It's it's, it's, it's pretty violent. Um, Tight. But, like, damn, dude. Like, yeah, he made that film. Um, he did that. Yeah, so... Campfire songs. Any thoughts in summary? In summary, yeah, I think it's cool that they're able to make acoustic music that sounds psychedelic. I feel like yeah, that's really awesome and hard to do. And like you didn't before them, I never really thought like you can be psychedelic or, or trippy or experimental with just your voice and acoustic guitars yeah and they they fucking changed my mind yeah what do you what what do you think yeah no for sure i mean i think yeah the unadornedness of this recording and i guess by unadorned i just mean like yeah lack of traditional you know effects and the bells and whistles you usually associate with yeah with with music of this type It's, it's it's really cool i'm really glad that that this was released also cool to see this as like the springboard for you know like sung tongs like okay we did the we did the straight up raw no tricks recording now let's refine add it some ex- add some yeah add some overdubs add some more experimentation to that yeah i wonder if they'll ever go back to making new music like like this I mean, they got close to it when they did the when they retoured Song Tongs, but right. Well, I wonder I kinda, if they'll ever. Um, I sort of thought buoys would kind of be that. It ended up once it was out being a little bit different, but before buoys was out, and there was like they were doing the Song Tongs yeah. tour. Eucalyptus and, uh, too is kind of a do live shows. I was like, oh, maybe this next, maybe this is going to be like Sola Panda Bear, like Song Tongs. Yeah. Um, Eucalyptus too a little bit. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's true. Where would you rank this album amongst Animal <sighs> Collective releases? I gotta get better at preparing for that shit. I'm really bad at lists. It's so <laughs> it's much hard fun for me to rank stuff. Yeah, we got to do a top ten episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give me a little more prep time and I'll and I'll have it figured out. But yeah, I don't know where this ranks. 
I have like a, I feel like I have a resistance to sort of numerical, but I also realize that, yeah, it's, if I'm doing a podcast, I need to take a fucking stance. <laughs> it's, you know, this is not interesting to hear someone be like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, no, I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, you said top 10, I'll, I'll put it in my top 10 for sure. Well, I think, I mean, some they only have like, what, 11 albums or not only, but they have like, as a band, they have what, 12 albums, 11 or 12, not including EPs. I'd say. So I guess it wouldn't be hard to put it in your top ten. <laughs> yeah. But including like all yeah, all releases. The, the universe. Like including um solo too or no? Or just all Anco releases including EPs. Yeah, maybe that should be our barometer. Although well I feel like we'll talk about the EPs and stuff, all the solo Yeah. So maybe that, it should be within well, all. I mean I, I really like this album. I always have it's just fun to like go on a hike and listen to it. Yeah. It's summertime. It's time to listen to Animal Collective. Yeah. Definitely listen to, to this one, at night. One with nature. Listen to this album while the world burns. <laughs> while we just wander into the hillsides. While we just fall into the campfire of our own making. Oh. Great Ooh. timing. Ooh. <laughs> Crickets. Now it's a campfire songs episode. Crickets have arrived. Sick dude. You been listening to anything cool recently? I've been listening to the new Julie Byrne album. I've heard that's really good. Yeah, I, I really liked her 2017 album a lot. It's like become one of my favorites over the past few years. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not really this, up on her. Yeah, she's awesome. I think I saw her like three times in the span of like six months out here or something. Or tight. Someone's got a crush. She, I mean, definitely one of the better, uh, like one of the best shows I think I've seen out in LA. Oh I, shit! I'd say. All right, that's an endorsement. The new one though, I just haven't really hasn't really clicked. I don't know. Okay. But I'm gonna keep trying. Nice. I'll check it out. I'll How about you? Out. What do you? What do you? Consuming. Um, well, I told you I've been listening to your psychedelia playlist. Thanks, pal. Some great finds on there. Yeah, the King Brit record. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I did a re-listen through of the first Mars Volta album. Wow. The other day on a bike ride, which also just hit its 20-year. And, man, that thing still fucking rips. So good. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it brought me back. Yeah, I mean, I have so many like nostalgic memories of that. Like, yeah, man. It it's funny. It, it reminded me of like Dark Side at points. I mean, they're super super jam bands, very like kind of proggy, but uh huh. Man, just gets your blood fucking pumping. Uh. So yeah, any Mars Volta heads out there, give that thing a spin for its twentieth birthday. Hell yeah. Well, Music. We love it. We love it. Well, the, f the flames are dwindling. I, th I don't think our other mic is melted, so I think it's a success. Cool. Yeah, you feel good? Yeah.
Oh, we forgot about the sonic boom thing. The what? The sonic boom thing was last night, yeah. right? Yeah.